I can't talk business with a woman, ducks. Rory Scully emphasised the idea was absurd by whacking his flat cap against his thigh and exploding in laughter. Especially not one as young as you. Where's your boss? I'll deal with Mr Wilding. Scully crossed his arms over his broad chest, eyeing the girl up and down. She looked about seventeen and had a tumble of chestnut-brown waves framing her lovely face. But his gaze soon shifted to a figure. She might be young, but she was luscious, and he could understand what that randy hound saw in her. She was no shy pushover, though, to be regarding him with a challenging glint in a pair of gloriously blue eyes. Is the gaffer due back soon? Scully tucked his cap beneath an arm. He'd removed it on entering Wilding's costermonger premises. It was only a token civility. He'd nothing nice in mind. In about three weeks' time, with any luck, you'd better take a seat if you're intending to wait for him. Lily Larkin's tone was ironic, but she gave the fellow a smile. He wasn't the first man to swagger into the warehouse and treat her as the hired help. Just months ago, she'd been a costermonger's apprentice clerk, taking orders. But not now. Since the man she loved had gone to France to fight, she was running his market business with the help of her friends and colleagues. Scully turning up and demanding to see Gregory had brought him to the forefront of her mind. Not that Lily needed much of a reminder. He was constantly in her thoughts, despite the problems piling up. Scully wanted to see Gregory Wilding, did he? Well, not as much as she did. Where is the skyver then? Off on his holidays? Scully put on a good show of seeming surprised. Getting idle in his old age, is he? What do you want, Mr Scully? There was something about him that jarred on Lily, and it wasn't just his assumption that she was too young and dumb to discuss business with him. She sensed he wasn't all he was making out to be. Most people who knew Gregory Wilding were aware by now that he'd enlisted and gone overseas. I want to make your boss an offer he can't refuse. Scully perched on the edge of Lily's desk, forcing her to sit back in the chair to keep at a decent distance. And I'd like to make you one at the same time, but I reckon I might get my face slapped if I did. You'll get more than that when the governor gets back and finds out you've been trying it on with his girl. A young man had just come into the warehouse, unseen by Scully. Lily stood up, signalling that she was fine, but it didn't stop her workmate eyeing the visitor with hard suspicion. He knew Scully by sight as a newcomer to his neighbourhood. He'd not been living there long, but already he had a reputation as a man with a big mouth who used his fists. He had the appearance of a successful coster, sturdy rig-out and healthy tan from having been outdoors in summer sun. Aged about mid-twenties, he was auburn-haired, of medium height and muscular. His biceps bulged beneath his shirt as he crossed his arms, then cocked his shaggy head in a mocking sort of way. So, this is your sidekick, is it, love? Scully's calculated condescension turned the younger man red. Think I've seen you about, son. Smudger's my right-hand man. Lily introduced Bobby Smith by the nickname everybody used. Now, we've got stock-taking to do, so if you've said all you want to... Oh, I haven't even started, ducks. Scully's tone had changed. He wasn't playing now. I'm looking to buy a premises to expand my market business. He leisurely budged off the desk. I've had a nice concern going over the other side of the water.
but I want to settle down round here to build my little empire. This place isn't for sale. Lily cut to the chase to get rid of him. Everything's for sale, love. He gave her a lewd look. If the price is right, your governor understands that. When you're older and more clued up, you will too. He nodded at the primer stove on the shelf with some cups set neatly close by. Now, how about you make us a nice cup of tea and we can have a chat about things? Lily knew he was out to rile her, so she simply put her hands on her hips and gave him an old-fashioned look. Scully chuckled at her defiance. Her psychic might be trying to protect her by calling her the boss's girl. Wilding was known for wiping up waifs and strays as his employees. Scully had heard he'd taken on a clerk and had assumed it to be another grateful youth who toe the line. Wilding must have lost his wits to volunteer, leaving ragamuffins running his depot.